0: Want to learn how to leverage your marketing to get clients on repeat? Charge a fee that leaves you with money in your pocket even after you've finished paying your bills? And finally, stop working with the clients that you've long outgrown? Liberated Business is a transformational program that combines group and one-on-one work so you get the best results possible. This differs from every other program out there because it helps you make money while supporting your joy and liberation throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Liberated Business starts this June and runs through November, and enrollment is open now. Visit thebadtherapist.coach slash liberatedbusiness to get all of the details and sign up. DM me on Instagram at thebadtherapist with any questions or to learn more. I cannot wait to get started with you. So much of what we're doing when it comes to running our businesses and marketing is we're working through the spiritual aspects of this work. If we have fear around being seen, making mistakes, getting it wrong, all those fears are going to show up in our marketing and we're going to have to work through them in the process. So that was a really useful goal for me. And as my business has continued and as I've gotten more comfortable being visible, this strategy has gotten updated. So Now I have Instagram. I have a Facebook group. I have weekly newsletters that go out. I now have a podcast. I, yeah, like my marketing is multifaceted and very robust, but it did not start that way. It actually started pretty much with just posting on Instagram every day. Hey there. And welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist, former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm Felicia, The Bad Therapist, and we're continuing our series on how to fill your therapy practice with clients you love. Today is all about marketing strategy. I'll be walking you through how to choose the right marketing strategy for you and how to avoid the biggest mistakes therapists make when it comes to marketing their practices. So let's get into it. Today I'm going to be walking you through a framework for how to choose the correct marketing strategy for you at any stage in your practice. This is likely something that is going to evolve over time. In fact, it is definitely going to evolve over time. And rather than trying to teach you the marketing strategy that's going to guarantee results in your business, I'm going to teach you how to pick something that is appropriate for you at any given time. And the reason why I'm not teaching you the number one strategy to do this is because it doesn't actually exist. There is no silver bullet that you can do. I mean, one of the things that we'll sometimes do is see what other folks are doing in the industry and then try to copy them or not copy them, but do our own version of that same thing. And then we won't get the results and we'll wonder what happened or we'll sometimes invest in like trainings around marketing We'll do the things and it won't work out. So clearly there's a lot going on with marketing beyond just following particular steps. It's really about the mindset for marketing, your consistency, choosing a strategy that you can execute on that is simple and doable, that you have the resources to actually do. There's a lot of different factors that actually go into whether or not your marketing is effective. So today we're really just going to focus on how to give you a framework so you always know whether or not you're essentially on the right track and picking the right strategy for you. And before we get too far into this, I just want to say if you have fear that I'm going to say you have to be doing social media marketing, I promise you that is not my approach. That's not what I believe. I know that that is very popular right now. It's something that I obviously use to market my business but I don't believe that there is a certain strategy that you have to be doing in order for your business to work. More traditional strategies like networking absolutely work, and the truth is that any marketing strategy can and will work if you work it. There's no such thing as like a dead strategy. I don't think um, many of us would choose to like market in a newspaper these days, but I wouldn't even put it past an enterprising therapist to make that work. I think The fact of the matter is that our clients are ultimately everywhere. And I think also installing that belief that your clients are everywhere can really help you um, invest in and show up for a marketing strategy when you otherwise might get kind of up in your head about, is this actually going to work? So I'm going to take you through the framework right now that you can kind of like go through with me as we're doing this podcast, as you're listening to this. I want you to kind of walk yourself through these questions and either like come up with a strategy right now, use this to help you come up with a strategy or help you kind of evaluate your strategy. You might find that there are things I'm walking you through in this framework that are kind of gaps in your current approach, or you could use this to walk you through it if you're starting totally from scratch. So the first thing is to give some thought to where your people might be hanging out. Now, In a previous episode, I talked about niching. So if you're like, oh, I don't even know who my people are, you can go back and listen to that episode. That would be really helpful for you. But supposing that you have an idea of who your people are and what you're helping them with, give some thought to where they might be hanging out. Now, this is a place where a lot of therapists can get bogged down because, again, you might hear... Uh, in our industry or from folks who are experts in marketing or claim to be (laughs) that, like, this marketing strategy is dead. People aren't hanging out there anymore. You have to go to this other place in order to reach them. And I frankly just don't think that's true. I think our clients are everywhere. So this is something I want you to consider, but really not get bogged down in too much at all. The next step would be picking where and how to show up. And when I'm saying where, what I mean is the platform or avenue. So that could be a platform, like a social media platform, like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or something like that. It could be something like flyering is a strategy, kind of old school, putting your business cards out of different places. Networking. These are all the where part of that question. The second part is how. So how are you going to show up? What is the way that you're going to show up in this avenue that is going to be part of your marketing effort? So if your strategy is SEO, there are a lot of different ways to work your SEO strategy. That could be creating blogs on your website that are using keywords. That could be trying to get links back to your website. That could be probably other things about SEO that I don't know about because that is a strategy that I've hired someone else to help me with. Um, but point being that SEO as a strategy isn't clear enough in terms of what you are actually doing. There's no how in that. So in terms of your strategy, you also need to define how you are showing up. And that really goes into making sure that your strategy is something that you can actually execute on. If you are short on time, don't choose a strategy that's going to require tons of time. If you are short on money, don't choose a strategy that's going to require thousands upon thousands of dollars. Your strategy should be something that is appropriate for you at this time. Is it true that there could be a quote unquote better strategy out there for you? Of course. There are always there's always room for improvement. Uh one of the things I like to say to my one-on-one clients or folks in liberated business is that you know, if you were some giant corporation with like hundreds of thousands of dollars in their marketing budget and we were going to figure out how to market that business, we would do all of this research we would do Uh, you know, all these different focus groups to figure out exactly where to show up and exactly what to say and what platforms to use. But like, you're not (laughs) Coca-Cola. Like you're not the brand Coca-Cola. You're like a therapy practice. So like, yes, is there probably like the right time to post on Instagram and like these exact hashtags? Sure. But the reality is right now, it's better for you to just get started with the strategy that you can do rather than, In my opinion holding out for some strategy that's going to be way more intense way more specific we also say if you like are in photography that the best camera is the camera that you have and i think that also holds true for marketing yes could there be a much more complicated quote unquote better strategy sure but this best strategy for you the best marketing strategy is the one that you can actually do so again, at this stage in choosing your approach, I don't want you to get bogged down. I don't want you to get bogged down on where your people are showing up or on the exact best place to show up and the best way to show up. I would love for you to just choose something. The next step is to be specific. So when you're choosing where and how of your marketing strategy, be really specific about what that means, especially when it comes to the how aspect of that second question. So. An example of a non-specific marketing strategy would be to show up on Instagram. That's not specific at all. We don't know what that means. We don't know if that is engaging with people on Instagram. We don't know if that's leaving comments or DMing. Like you can even see how you could get more specific, like engagement. If you're saying engage on Instagram for 30 minutes a day, it's like, okay, what does engage mean? You could get more specific about what that is. Or could it be posting? And when you're posting, what are you posting? Are you posting reels, or are you making the decision that like any post works, right? If you're saying network with other therapists, okay, great. Network with other therapists. What does that mean? Does that mean when you happen to encounter a therapist, you just like mention that you're also a therapist and say who you work with, or does it mean that you're actually setting aside time to reach out to new therapists each week or each month, right? And how are you finding those people? Are these new contacts? Are these old contacts? Do you have a certain protocol when it comes to maintaining relationships with old contacts versus reaching out to new ones? And I don't say this to overwhelm you, but just so you can start to be specific. And with that, I would encourage you to also keep it simple. So, as you can see, as we get more specific with these different strategies, It's also really, really important to keep it simple because where a lot of us go wrong is we will get a really complex, robust marketing strategy that can be great for our businesses, but we can't actually maintain it. And then the whole thing crumbles. We feel like shit about ourselves. We're not getting the results. And we think, well, I'm just not cut out for this, or I just wasted my money, or this marketing strategy sucks, right? So I would much rather have you pick a marketing strategy be very, very specific about what that actually means and keep it ultra simple. So I'll give you an example. When I first started marketing my current business, like the bad therapist stuff, I decided that I was going to show up on Instagram every day with a post. Like I was going to post something, whether that was a story or a post or a reel, I was going to put something on Instagram from my account every day. And that was, that was my goal, that was my marketing plan. And the reason why I left it essentially that vague was because I knew myself well enough to know that if I made it more specific or more complicated than that, I probably wouldn't show up for it. So that was specific enough for me. I wanted to give myself a lot of wiggle room. I wanted to create a very low barrier for entry for myself. And I also wanted to challenge myself to show up daily. So that was kind of the perfect goal for me because I knew that a lot of what I was working through in marketing was just being visible. That was a challenge for me. And I also knew that I was susceptible to getting kind of sucked into trying to come up with something that was kind of like better, like, oh, I could get really sucked into trying to find the best templates or angsting over what exactly the caption should be. But my goal and my plan was just to post something on Instagram every day. So sometimes that meant that I had something that was very thought out. Sometimes that meant that I just had a commitment to myself to get something out into the world. And I just like posted something and kind of let it be really imperfect. And so the other thing about your marketing strategy is you can kind of choose the level of challenge you want for yourself, and it should be appropriate not just to what your business needs, but to what you need in your own development, basically as an entrepreneur. Because like I said, and talked about so much in the last episode, so much of what we're doing when it comes to running our businesses and marketing is we're working through the spiritual aspects of this work. If we have fear around being seen, making mistakes, getting it wrong, all those fears are going to show up in our marketing and we're going to have to work through them in the process. So that was a really useful goal for me. And as my business has continued, and as I've gotten more comfortable being visible, this strategy has gotten updated. So now I have Instagram, I have a Facebook group, I have weekly newsletters that go out. I now have a podcast. I, yeah, like my marketing is multifaceted and very robust, but it did not start that way. It actually started pretty much with just posting on Instagram every day. So I want you to know that this is something that gets to change and build over time. And if you are just starting from scratch, then pick one thing. If you are more advanced in your marketing, then I would take this opportunity to sit down and write down all of the marketing that you are currently doing. And maybe you don't realize you have a marketing strategy and you already do to an extent. So like, regardless of where you're at in your business, actually, I would ask you to, to take a moment and write this down. Where am I showing up? How am I showing up? And how frequently am I showing up? And write down all the different marketing strategies and you know tasks that you are currently doing. And that'll give you a really clear picture of what's going on. And I would say, if you are not showing up consistently in any in some of those areas then i would see about simplifying your marketing strategy and focusing on getting consistent and then adding some things back on so if you're showing up on instagram and you've got a newsletter and you've got a facebook group and 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 but you're super disorganized and sporadic about how you actually show up for those things then i would just scale those things back and really focus on getting consistent with at least one of those things and then adding on. And I would encourage you to make sure that you've been able to consistently execute on that marketing strategy for at least three months before you add something else on. So to review how to pick the right marketing strategy for you, give some thought to where your people might be hanging out, but don't get too bogged down there. Pick where and how you're going to show up with your marketing Make a super specific and simple goal. Nail just one marketing strategy at a time before you add on another. And if you've got five different things going on right now, but you're super inconsistent with all of them, then scale way back and focus on at least one strategy and do it for at least three months before you add something back on. So that's your checklist. And you can do this at any point in your marketing at any point in your business to kind of see, like, where are you at? How is it working? Are you showing up for it? Now I'm going to walk you through some of the biggest mistakes that I see therapists making. These are also mistakes I would say I've made, and it's just going to save you so much time and pain and trouble if you can avoid these. So, you know, I love saving you time and trouble. So we're going to walk through these together so you can make sure that you don't fall into these same traps. So one of the things that doesn't get talked about a lot, but I think is really important is that there is a time and a place for looking at what other people are doing and learning from them and seeing what's happening in the industry and what's working and what's not working. But there's also a time to kind of put your blinders on and just focus on your business. I think it's very tempting when we're getting started or really at any point to kind of be like looking around at what other folks are doing, but honestly, it can be such a distraction because when you're spending your time and energy kind of worrying about what other folks are doing, that's time that you're not spending working in your business or serving your clients or building those relationships with potential clients. Spending a lot of time looking at what other people doing can also be a huge disservice to you if it's also spinning you out and sending you into comparison. That is not helpful for you. And I think that there are moments when it's time to unfollow people and it's time to just ask yourself, what does my business need for me today? What do I need to be doing? And spend your time and attention doing that. You don't need to be seeing what everybody else is doing, especially if it's distracting you from getting what you need to get done in your business. It's a way that we will sometimes avoid doing things in our business because we're way more comfortable comparing ourselves to others and feeling bad about ourselves than we are confronting our own visibility fears. It's like, I'd rather be bummed out about how this other therapist is killing it in their marketing and I'm not Then actually do the thing that would help move the ball forward in my business. And a lot of times it's because the reality is that marketing can take a lot of effort. It can take a lot of time. That's not always true. I have definitely seen instances of therapists who grow really quickly. It's just kind of like right place, right time, right um, background, and things escalate really quickly for them that is not the case for everyone and sometimes it's better for us to just like put our heads down and do our work and not get caught up in the fact that like it's happening differently for other people. So if you are resonating with this and you're like damn, I am <laughs> I am like spinning out all the time because I'm comparing myself, I think there are two different things that you should do. One is obviously mindset work, take your fear inventory, write affirmations, get support in a you know, supportive, non-judgmental community, like healing money, like liberated business. The other thing you can do is also change who you're following in terms of who you're looking to for support in your business. Just like we can get distracted by what our peers are doing, we can also get distracted by kind of learning from or hearing from too many different mentors in our space. So that can lead to us kind of having shiny object syndrome. We'll hear one mentor one like therapist business coach like myself saying one strategy and then you'll hear somebody else telling you something else and you'll feel kind of yanked around oh, okay I'm going to do it this way then you'll suddenly change because you'll feel like that's a bad idea and this person just said that this platform was like the way to go with marketing your practice and that can have you wasting a lot of time so I would say there is also a moment in time when it's helpful for you to pick a mentor and kind of stop paying attention to other people it's not to say you have to do that all of- Forever. I think there will be a moment for you to, you know, refollow people or expose yourself to a bunch of new, different ideas at some point in time. But there is a point in time where it can be really helpful to kind of pull in, pay attention to your own business, be super locked in with one mentor, and really do that. If you spent six months a year doing that, rather than spending all of this time getting pulled in a million different directions, I think you'd get much better results than having a year where you're constantly having your attention pulled in all these different ways. So that really goes to the other pitfall that I see therapists making, which is that they will switch strategies or add more because they're not getting the results. So there will be moments in your business and in your marketing where you want to stop, where you get distracted, where you're not getting the results, where you doubt yourself, or you get a new idea, or someone tells you you should be marketing differently. In these moments, we tend to want to shift our marketing strategy and shifting our whole marketing strategy uses tons of time and energy that could just be used for showing up with the marketing strategy that you already have decided on. So if you have one marketing strategy that you have clearly defined and decided on and you execute on that for an entire year, that is going to give you very different results than if you have a year where you are half-assed trying out six different things. That's going to yield very different results. The benefits of picking a strategy and sticking with it is that you build self-trust. That's huge. You build the muscle of consistency. Uh, You get to know a strategy really, really well. And when you learn, you can apply that to other marketing strategies in the future. But if you are constantly switching and you're basically never allowing yourself to go more deeply into one strategy you're never going to have that experience. But if you know what it's like to really, really show up for and commit to one thing, that is an experience that you get to take with you to every marketing strategy that you do from there on out. It's kind of like deciding to get really good at one thing before adding a new thing, which is, yeah, again, something I talked about earlier in this episode. It is a much better use of your time than constantly switching. So I know sometimes we want to get the results really quickly, and so we think, well, if this isn't working, I should just switch and then I'll get the results. But that's rarely the case. Usually, we're starting from zero again, and we have to build that up. If we're starting on a new platform or a new space, now we have to like find all those clients rather than, the, than just nurturing the clients or the audience that we already have. So if you are in a place where you are really feeling like you're wanting to switch your marketing strategy then that may be the right thing to do. But before you do that, I have some things that I would really recommend that you look into before you do that. So it's like if you need to make a change, make a change. Like I'm not here to tell you that like you have to stick with a marketing strategy, come hell or high water, and you can never make a change. Like there are truly situations in which like that is not the correct strategy for you and you will need to make a change. But I want to give you a way to assess if that's really going on or not. Because if it's not what's really going on, then you're just going to pick a new strategy. And guess what? You're probably going to have the same experience (laughs) with the new strategy that you had with the last strategy. And then you'll just leave feeling really frustrated. And I don't want that for you. So here are the things that you should do before you switch strategies. First is mindset work. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) You're like, ah, Felicia, will that never not be part of the thing to do? And the answer is no. Of course, it will always be part of what you need to do. So, check your fears and your anxious thoughts. Are they really true? So often, when we're marketing and we're feeling like we want to change our strategy, it's because we feel like we're not getting the results. Like, I've had clients say things to me like, well, nothing's happening. And to be totally honest, I've had that feeling too, well, nothing's happening. And then I check myself and I'm like, well, is that really true? How true is it that nothing is happening? and this is where i think it's really important to be generous with ourselves and also to really appreciate the people that are showing up in our spaces and the contacts we are making cuz sometimes i think we have this idea that we need like these big flashy numbers like on on instagram it's like we need lots of likes and lots of follows or on seo we need you know all of these different visitors to our sites or we need networking we need to have all these different referrals coming in all the time and Though, of course, that could feel really, really fun. I think if that's the only way we're going to give ourselves permission to appreciate things, we're basically not appreciating the current people that are showing up. And we're kind of treating them like they don't matter. They're not important. Like, sure, you're here, fine. But it's not really that great because... Like what I really want is like double this many people. So you don't really count. And that's super disrespectful to the people who are already showing up. And if you can't treat the people who are showing up right now as being super valuable, then that's not sending a good message to the people who are considering joining your space. And I'm saying that super vaguely because it could be people who are considering joining your email list or Facebook group or listening to your podcast or whatever. It's like Your job is to be so on fire about the people who are already showing up and already showing interest that that becomes attractive for more people to begin to show up. If you cannot appreciate the people who are already there, then you're not demonstrating essentially that like you're going to be a good steward of more people showing up in your spaces. So I think that's really important. Like, are you undervaluing the people that are already there? Are you undervaluing the efforts that you've already made? Like, are you selling yourself short? Are you not giving yourself the credit for the things that you have really done well for the ways that you have shown up? So check yourself there. If you're feeling like I'm not getting any results, nothing is happening. I very seriously doubt that is true. Um, And this is where like a fear inventory practice and a gratitude practice can come super in handy. The next thing that I would advise before changing marketing strategies is to go deeper with your current marketing strategy. So often we'll be like, I'm going to market my practice on Instagram and then we'll like put a post on Instagram and we that will not result in a new client. And we'll say, ah, Instagram doesn't work. Clearly it's a waste of time. I hate it. On to the next thing. I'm going to do that in a half-assed way and then get disappointed with that too. It's like, okay, there is so much deeper that you can go with that strategy. So Let's say that you picked a really clear strategy and for the sake of simplicity, let's just say that it is posting on Instagram every day and you're doing that and like things are changing. Some new folks are following you. Maybe you're getting some comments. Maybe you're having some DMs with people. Cool. But you haven't gotten a client yet. Okay. So one option is to start an entirely new strategy just to be like, okay, I'm going to go on a different platform and I'm going to use different marketing tools, whatever. I'm just going to switch and go there. I'm going to add something new in. The reality is is there's probably so much more that you could be doing on Instagram that you're not doing. So it's like, okay, cool. I've figured out how to post once a day. Great. Now, what would be a way to go deeper with that strategy? Could I, I don't know, comment on other people's posts? Could I spend some time creating stories? Could I engage with people there? It's like, is there further for you to go into the marketing strategy that you've already invested in? Because if so, that's probably a better option than adding something new. It's like thoroughly explore the thing you've already created, milk it for all it's worth, and then add something new. This next one really, really cuts to the quick. So, are you expecting your marketing strategy to entertain you? So, one of the things that we will imagine about marketing is that we're going to kind of strike gold. We're going to figure out the marketing strategy, and then everything's going to be perfect from now on. We're going to get all the clients, we're going to get the money. Marketing's going to feel easy. It's going to just be amazing. And then that doesn't end up being the reality. There are days when marketing is kind of boring. There are days when we're not feeling super excited about our businesses. There are days when we're just tired. We don't want to do it. Maybe we actually haven't gotten a new client yet and we're feeling discouraged. And we had this kind of expectation or idea going in that marketing was going to be this kind of like panacea and that's just not how it's working. So if you're finding that you're simply kind of, bored, <laughs> that is not a good enough reason to change your marketing strategy. The purpose of your marketing strategy is not to entertain you. Now, I talk a lot about pleasure in business. I think that's very important. I think it's important to create moments of pleasure in our business and our lives. That is not the same thing as expecting every aspect of our business to be pleasurable or be a party or whatever. In fact, I think it's our responsibility as the business owner, the entrepreneur, the human in the business to bring that energy to what we're doing, to imbue it with that energy, not the other way around, not to expect our businesses to entertain us. But if we want our businesses to feel pleasurable, to approach everything we do in our business with that attitude. Now, like I said, in some moments, that's just not going to be possible. And it's okay if you're pissed off You're angry. You're resentful. You need to throw a fit. You need to be annoyed that people aren't paying attention yet. And that really sucks. There is definitely room for that. You get to be upset and then you get to come back to your business and say, okay, if I want this to be a fun place to show up and I need to engage with my marketing today, how can I show up for my marketing in a way that's actually fun for me? How can I approach this and bring some levity to it? Not the other way around. And sometimes we are more comfortable with chaos We are more comfortable with, um, it's easier to almost like make a change in our marketing because that kind of newness or chaos is like familiar to us. And it's a little boring to just show up for a marketing strategy day in and day out, right? Sometimes we just are seeking that novelty But again, that can really shoot ourselves in the foot because then we're not actually getting traction with any of our marketing strategies because we're constantly changing because we're kind of just chasing that feeling of novelty. So check that too. If you're considering changing your marketing strategy, check to see, have I just gotten bored? Am I expecting my marketing strategy to entertain me? And if what you're actually wanting in your business is to have more fun, then find a way to make it fun for yourself or find a way to make it pleasurable. So sometimes I'll do just really silly, simple things. Like I have this tea that I like that turns water blue and it's so simple, but I really like it. And if I'm just wanting like a pick-me-up or I'm wanting things to feel a little special, I will make that tea that is blue (laughs) and like put a cute straw in it. And it sounds so silly, but it fucking works. Or it's like, go to your favorite cafe and sit down and work for a couple of hours. If you've got, if your strategy is newsletters, if that's part of what you do and you're feeling kind of bogged down, maybe take yourself out somewhere and write that email from the cafe you really like. It can be that simple. Don't throw out an entire marketing strategy because when all you really need to do is like, go order a latte at a cafe. Like, Do you see how we can sometimes totally misinterpret these things? Because if you don't solve for how to do this, you will just continue to basically build up and destroy marketing strategies over and over again. And in some cases, we'll do this with entire businesses. We will build up whole businesses, get bored, and then essentially destroy them. Or you'll do this with programs or offers if you're getting into coaching. like This can happen over and over again if we're expecting our businesses to entertain us rather than being willing to cultivate the experiences we want to have and bring that to our businesses. It's really that way. It's it needs to go in that direction, not the other direction. Finally, before you switch marketing strategies, the next thing I would want you to do is to check in with a mentor. So, I have a mentor in my business. Like I work with a business coach, I'm in communities with other entrepreneurs, and one of the important things that I do is I will check in with my mentors sometimes around these things. I'm also thinking of a client I have who has like the propensity to like create new projects. And then that's really exciting for a moment. And then a month later, we're talking about how stressed out they are. And so this year we made a decision that they had to wait a month to start any new project from the date that they told me. About it. They had to wait an entire month to actually take action. Not because, like, I'm the boss of their business, but just because we recognized this pattern that they had to get really excited about something, add it to their plate, and then be so stressed out and be like, why am I even doing this? Right. And we wanted to interrupt that pattern. So we agreed that there had to be like a month-long cooling period (laughs) where they could really give it some thought. And it's been so cool so far. It's been amazing to watch them have that discipline. It's really allowed us to have the time to think through these different things. And so having a mentor that you can kind of, who can hold your business with you can be so helpful, especially if you are a solopreneur, just having that other person in the room who is not necessarily making decisions for you or in your business, like certainly not making decisions for you but is there to be that sounding board and be in the decision-making process with you to notice your patterns, like the kind that I'm saying my client has, and to support you in showing up in a way that's different and maybe a healthier, more evolved version, that can be so helpful. So again, if you don't have that, (laughs) you should consider getting it. And there are, there's a whole different, there's so many different ways to do this, right? Like, If you are in a position where you don't have the resources, the financial resources to pay a business coach right now like me, there are free ways that you can be in communities. So for instance, like I said, healing money is a free community. Or if you're at a place where you're like, yeah, I really want support. I really want to work directly with a coach. Then there are obviously paid versions like liberated business. Or you may just decide that like, you're going to treat this, you're going to listen to this as if you and I were, are having a conversation and as if I'm coaching you, right? You might decide, okay, I am not able to do X, Y, and Z right now, but I'm going to listen to this podcast and I'm going to act like Felicia is my coach and I'm going to like imagine conversations with her or like or like comment on her Instagram posts because this is how I'm going to really like lock in with a mentor and stay focused in my business, Thank you for tuning in today. I know you are leaving here with a framework for how to figure out what exactly is the right marketing strategy for you at any stage in your business, as well as how to avoid the typical pitfalls that most therapists experience. I am hoping that this is going to save you so much time and trouble and help you stay focused. Come celebrate with me and tell me what your marketing strategy is. You can find me on Instagram at The Bad Therapist. Leave me a comment, share with me the marketing strategy that came out of listening to this podcast because I would love to celebrate you and support you. And again, go join Healing Money if you want to be in community with me for free. That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or a review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.